Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Ben Simmons, the Superdome burns down, and the party's over for Brad Chubb, all on a Hooters girls hosting, bone spurning, what I don't get Wednesday edition of the program, Jake. Oh my goodness gracious. Who do you think you are? I am. It's right. We did it. We're right there. It's a Wednesday. Uh, we don't do Fridays. We take Fridays off. Mentally, we're here physically, but mentally, we take Fridays off. So tomorrow is basically our Friday, which makes the day our Thursday. On what I don't get Wednesday. Okay. So, Bradley Chubb will have surgery on his ankle. Arthroscopic surgery. Gonna cut him up, chop him. He's got these bone spurs. His season's not over. They hope he can come back and play at some point uh, down the stretch of the season. I'd say his season's probably over. You know, um, you don't do this to then try to rush a guy back. I'd say if the Broncos are real legitimate playoff contenders. Not just, you know, like kind of like hang around and make a noise, not even just kind of fighting for their playoff lives. I don't know if it's still worth having Bradley Chubb at that point. But, you know, he, I don't know if I can call Bradley Chubb a bust, but when Josh Allen's doing that thing, and we got a guy who can't get on the field who we're talking about being the next Von Miller. It sucks. It's deflating. He was supposed to be a really, really big piece to the puzzle. He was one of the rewards. He was one of the rewards for the suffering, the agony of a long, painful, agonizing Vance Joseph-led season. It's it's um it's a reboot, but it, it's a it's a reboot, but it, it's a rebuild, but it's not a reboot. So it's I just think like I'm I think I mentally I'm kind of over Bradley Chubb. I'm putting myself in this position where like I'm over the guy. I'm over it. Do I feel bad for the guy? Yeah, kinda. I guess. But this is not a feel-bad kind of business, you know? It ain't your friends. It's your business. So I think now I'm at a place with Bradley Chubb. Like, anything extra that I may get now out of this guy, 
I'm going to try to talk myself into like, oh, well, I kind of buried him. If he comes back and is a, a good player, then, oh, you know, that's, you know, prove me wrong or something kind of stuff. I'm with you there. You know, it is it is hard to say that he's a bust just because he was a pro bowler last year. Um, but that I think that was, you know, mainly just because of the name and, and the Broncos defense and, and how uh, pass rushers in this team typically go off. Um, and, and I think that some of that clout came with um, Bradley Chubb's Pro Bowl. Um, but as of right now, you know, he's he's lingering on that on that line uh, of bust and um and a decent player right now so i mean he's he's not lived up to the expectations and now he's going under another surgery and he's, his season is most likely you know come to an end he's had some major surgeries before not just now over his tenure with the broncos but in college as well i think the notion of him becoming like a a superstar that notion is over. That's it. These are his best years. These last few years were his best years. And I'm I think the Broncos are half to blame about, you know, with, with all of this. Bradley Chubb, I guess, has to tell them how he's kind of feeling. And I could appreciate a guy just trying to kind of get back and rush back and want to play and be on the field for, you know, the games that matter. But he had all off season to do this stuff. And then they chose, what was it, like around the draft to do some other procedure? I'm wondering if it was the same procedure. And they could have done it like at the end of the season. And they waited. And that's why we're here now to this point. The Broncos blew it with Bradley Chubb, and, you know, maybe he did as well. You know, maybe collectively those guys just couldn't get it figured out. So, um, It really is unfortunate, though, because Von Miller's finally healthy, and what would you get from a healthy Bradley Chubb? Now we can only speculate on what that would look like and, and how good that duo would be. It was never meant to be, though, obviously. Obviously, that was never meant to be. You had one season of it, and that was it. So, you know, am I, you know, am I having a funeral for Bradley Chubb here? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe not a funeral, but, like, I'm kind of trying to, I'm kind of over the idea of Bradley Chubb being some kind of savior, you know, leader. He's already run me the wrong way with a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm disappointed in the way to all his like now, you know, shaking out for him. And then all I could think about is Josh Allen. A anytime I think of Bradley Chubb, I don't think of Josh Allen. You can't say Bradley Chubb and I don't think of Josh Allen alongside of it or in place of or what should have, could have, would have been. That's it. Was that fair? Well, I don't know. I, I don't. Probably not. You know, I'm usually pretty fair and balanced, like Fox News, super fair and balanced. Not. But, yeah, yeah, I try to keep it, I don't know. You just keep it real. I think I am. I'm just 
you know, what am I supposed to do? What do you know? Guys who got Bradley Chubb jerseys and all that and all the rookie cards and, you know, really love the guy and I'm all emotionally like so deep in. It's just I'm I don't know. It's not ha it's not happening. It's not going to happen for Bradley Chubb here in Denver. I broke my back. What? What, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Your back, back is broken. Like a, verte a, a, a vertebrae? A vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. Um, okay, let's set up a break. I don't know how much. We're not going to talk about Bradley Chubb's injury the whole show. He wasn't playing anyways. <laughs> Guys, he wasn't playing anyways. We're two, and I'm not going to be like, oh, we're 2-0 without him. Of course, it would be great to have him. But Malik Reed, give the guy some credit. I mean, for for real. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's a nice player. Um, that's what I would say about it. 303-831-1340, the hotline and the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. Radio on demand tab. Why you're there. We'll get you podcasted versions of our previous works. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Hey, Jake, Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Back on the other side of Miley Sports. Hey, New Kanye? Damn, Jake. Back at it again with the new Kanye. What I don't get Wednesday edition of the program. The role play Wednesday. 303-831-1340, the hotline in the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Uh, we have so much stuff to talk about. Maybe our first look at the Jets. I don't care about the Jets. I want to kiss you. Um, thanks, Joe. <laughs> she goes, thanks, Joe. She plays it like so cool. One of the most awkwardest moments in probably broadcasting history is Joe Namath on Monday Night Football Live trying to kiss her. And she goes, Thanks. He goes, I don't care about the Jets. I want to kiss you. And she goes, thanks, Joe. <laughs> Dang. You know, I don't make them like that anymore. Uh-oh. I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched. How about Chad? Uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses <laughs> them. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. It was awful. Oh, oh man. Speaking of inappropriate, let's go out to the hotline and get our guy. He is a mayhem icon. It's Nando. Hey, Nando. What up? What a do, baby. Hey, man. So this Chubb thing, it, it's looking good for Vaughn to become a Bronco for life, I think. Ooh, interesting take, Nando. I mean, even with... I mean, what was the last time we had a full chub? 18? Yeah, you know, especially with the low T as you, we're getting older. We, You can't do anything. I mean, maybe with the half chub towards the end of the season, but a quarter chub, as you can see, we can get nothing done. No, for sure. Anyways, I got to go. <sighs> I hate when he does that. Um, that was a good take. Yeah, it was. Actually, it's a really good take. An elite pass rusher is, you know, you you overpay for those guys. You overdraft for those guys. If you have a special one, you'll never want to let them go. The value of those guys, you know, even look at, J, like, look at J.J. Watt. You know, Cardinals paid him, you know, pretty nice uh, to come in there and see if he can help put them over the top. 
Vaughn, um, you know, Bradley Chubb's in- injury, injury history, not being able to count on the guy. If Vaughn goes for 12 or 13 sacks and plays, you know, 15 and a half of the 17 games, I'm bringing Vaughn, I'm bringing Vaughn back, especially if I make the playoffs. Because, uh, you know, I'm actually, I, I have a little bit of a Patriot way mentality. I want to push guys. I want guys out of here. I want, you know, cash chips in on guys who I see, like, no value in or the, the, the t- deterioration of, you know, um, with my own eyes. And if they go and, you know, have success somewhere else or kind of have a, you know, a, a twilight or a renaissance, you just got to live with that stuff. I mean, the Brady effect, no. You know, that's a that's 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 the blowing up in your face of your philosophy, you know, if, if you're the Patriots. Uh, playoffs? But Don't talk about playoffs. I, I just hope we can you win a game. Me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. But there's something to also, Jake, the charm of keeping one of the greatest players in your franchise's history and one of the greatest players in the history of the National Football League. Tell me, to keeping that guy as a lifer on your own roster, there's a charm and something special to that, but not at the expense of like broken down Todd Helton kind of stuff. It's a, you know, everything's every player, every circumstance, every uh, situation or, or situation is different, right, Jake? Yeah, I mean, you have to play it uh, to uh, according to the situation. If you have a, a washed uh, player, you're not going to obviously resign him just for um, bringing back a fan favorite. Um, but if you have a the Tom Brady situation, you know, you, you would definitely want to resign him. He, he seems ageless, and you would. And the the Patriots clearly, I think, regret that decision. How could they not? How could they not have given Tom Brady the one guy? One guy, whatever he wanted, I like until he crashes and burns, until his arm is falling off. <laughs> I mean, how could he, again? Only in New England and Boston, where they have so many championships and had so much success and has so much pride there. You know, I mean, talking about pr- prideful, you know, fan base or a, a group of people. Will they act like, oh, no big deal with Tommy? It's because it brought us, you know, Mac Jones. Without Tommy going, we wouldn't have Mac Jones type of stuff. You know what I mean? So that's stupid. Well, here's the thing. Was it New England or was it Brady? It was New England. Really? Oh, you my think gosh. Brady they were starting to maybe take... wanted to leave no, no. because they had no talent? No, no. They were taking things away from Brady. His Alex Guerrero buddy hangout guy. Um, some of the playbook things. They were taking things away from him that was kind of trying to lay the groundwork down for, like, the exit. And uh, Tom was like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm Tom Brady, bro. I mean, you know, you can do this to me. I'm out of here. And he, they just, he made it look a little bit smoother and classier than the Aaron Rodgers kind of debacle. So um, I think once the writing was on the wall and Tom Brady wasn't appreciated and loved anymore and you're starting to you know, not, not do all the little things you used to do for me anymore, you know, like the foreplay and all the little, you know, little stuff like that. Oh, just, you know, have sex with me. You can't even kiss me, you know? Um <laughs> I, then Tom's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay where they're just, oh, man, spreading it, whatever they want. I'm doing, they're doing everything. I've never even tried before, you know? 
like I don't know what kind of panties they have on. Like uh, like maybe it's something I've never seen before. You know, maybe it's just like a white cotton. You know, classic. Um, so that that's my thought on it. So New England tried to push him kind of out the door. They thought he didn't have anything left. They were ready to move on. They thought they could win with almost anybody and prove themselves. They had an obvious, it's obvious, they had an incredible reality check. They couldn't do it with Cam Newton, another pretty good player who wasn't half the brain power legend of all that kind of stuff that Tom is, and we like him. Um, and then what do they do? They go draft a quarterback in the first round, you know, 18 months later, uh, you know, one full year after, you know, Tom Brady is gone. So you tell me, you know, I, th- I think that's a, 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 a very legitimate proven sign that you know, now they're trying to find the next Tom Brady. The guy's flabby. I know we not, not ne- never lifted a, 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 a weight in his life are hardly, you know, specimens. They think that he's going to they're going to turn him into the next Tom Brady carbon copy uh, of Tom Brady. I mean, college, really, truly. Really. Really true. And do you know what? A reality check also for Josh McDaniels, who drafted Tim Tebow here and thought that that was like the future of the quarterback position. The future. And then bringing in Cam Newton, another guy who probably thought, oh, man, the things I could do with Cam that I couldn't do with Tom. Cam could still throw the ball and do some things. It was a reality check to everything that Josh McDaniels thought he didn't and have with Tom Brady. And could have with someone else. And maybe with Bill Belichick as well. Are we rolling on this stuff here? I mean, like... It's... The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah. You know, uh, you you can't... You, you won't miss something that you... You know, uh, you won't... You won't miss something until you know... Until oh, it's Jake. gone. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. I mean, come on. A parking lot? Over paradise? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um... Okay, let's go to break. Stay some more awesomeness for the next segment. <sighs> Breathe. Um, better save some of that for a promo. Do we have a promo rolling? Any running right now? Which one is it? The only one you did a while back? Uh, it's an old I one. I haven't heard. I, it. I gotta, I gotta get a new one in. It's there. not your fault. It's like Nate's fault. No, probably. I'll make a new one. Nilo's fault. Danny Bailey's fault. We can't blame Ronnie anymore. Because Ronnie, you're fired. Now Ronnie didn't get fired. Oh, 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 yeah, Nate. Well, how can you fire me? Ready? Say it with me. When I already quit. I'm just joking. Okay, Hooters girls at 10:30. Well, I mean, people are like, when the are the Hooters girls there? When are they getting there? Can you put them on early? I'm like, they're not even here yet. Well, I mean, what about me? They don't care about us anymore. Chop liver. At least not on Wednesdays. <laughs> that's true. Can you adjust the camera to, to the boobs? I'm like, that's inappropriate, but yes, we're working on it. Danny Williams and Jake Meyer back on the other side. It's Miley Sports. We work the a.m. in the Mile High City. We're live from the Tech Center. We appreciate the interaction, the participation. Thanks for being with us. However you listen or watch the show, milehighsports.com, 98.1 FM here in town. Uh, Podcasted versions of our previous works. Broncos Blitz podcast. Jake and I do it every single day. Yesterday was a banger. Uh, Some days you just know when you got one. 
And yesterday was an easy one. It was a good one. We got um, rolling on some Teddy stuff. I mean, Teddy's the star of the podcast, right? Yep. Um, and then, you know, we just hit so many kind of little um, bits of stuff that, you know, matter to Broncos country, matter to us. I like how we take a little bit of, like, things that we take from the show and then take it to the podcast, but after talking it out, there's always something like a new that you or I kind of come up with that, you know, keep it fresh and sexy for the ladies, like we like to say, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we fine-tune it, you know, from the show to the podcast, and it's, it's the best of both worlds. Okay. But we, uh, we got a couple texts about okay. Bradley Chubb. Um, one from New York Ryan. He says, He's a legend. It's a bummer about Chubb. But people have to stop hating. It's not like he's out there shooting himself in the foot, getting arrested, or suspensions. That is true, but like... But he did get arrested. <laughs> and what was the other thing he said? Uh, suspensions. Uh, no, no suspensions. He did get... <laughs> Just fighting with teammates. Um, that stuff doesn't help. And what I mean, like, I'm kind of being serious. Without, like, the teammate stuff, the latch out stuff, the... Uh, Garrett Bowles. I mean, like the t- sideline stuff in the middle of games, not just the Garrett Bowles stuff in training camp. I don't know if I'd give him any more benefit of the doubt or not. I probably would. I think I would. That doesn't help. That stuff doesn't help. Um, Vaughn, when you see Vaughn, he looks superhuman. He looks like whatever Captain America took. They gave it to Vaughn, and he's like, um not from this world kind of stuff. Bradley Chubb doesn't quite look like Vaughn. He doesn't have that stature and size. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just not as impressed with Bradley Chubb. I've never really been as impressed with Bradley Chubb as the reputation, the value. Uh, some people had him as the second, third overall pick, um, you know, graded out. I'm just now, you know, maybe there's some of these were some, I don't know. He was very, the fifth overall pick fifth overall pick you just like listen ryan you can't like run from that the fifth overall pick this guy's supposed to be franchise altering a pillar a guy who's like the we're building something really special on like his back and shoulders He's going to be holding it all up. He's going to be one of the guys to make up for two or three, the lack of two or three other guys, because that's how special this guy is. The star power, the game-changing, you know, effect that he has. You know, it's like, damn, imagine that at fifth overall. I don't want to play this game, but you guys have forced me. Well, you know, you brought up in the in the first segment, every time you think you hear Bradley Chubb, you automatically think Josh Allen. Oh, well, man. Noit. He says, I also think about how we could have signed Shaq Barrett back before he became a superstar. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's like you don't, you don't, they didn't know what they had in, in, in Shaq Barrett. And, you know, just what it is. Just what it is. Okay. You imagine a team with Von Miller and Shaq Barrett? Check this. Uh, the 2018 NFL draft had Baker go one, Saquon go two, Sam Darnold go three, Denzel Ward go four, Bradley Chubb went five. Okay, Quentin Nelson, one, you know, a offensive lineman for the ages, went six. 
Could That's have, who I wanted the Broncos to Could have had Quentin Nelson. Josh Allen goes seven. Hey, Roquan Smith, a really nice player, goes eight. Okay? Josh Rosen goes 10. Minka Fitzpatrick, 11. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, that's a nice player, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. 16, Derwin James, 17. Uh, Leighton Vanderish, right? Vanderish, he's a he's had some injury problems, yeah, but nice uh, player. He went 19. Good. Lamar Jackson went 32. Oh, who needs him, right? Only the MVP. Yeah, Nick Chubb goes 35 overall. Darius Leonard, 36. Cortland Sutton, 40. Cortland Sutton's been way better of a performer and outproduced uh, Bradley Chubb. No, I mean, not even close, right? No doubt about it. I mean, he, the production has spoken for itself. He was a pro bowler. I mean, so is Bradley Chubb, but uh, he's been injured for most of his career. Broncos took Royce Freeman in the third round of that draft. It's kind of a pretty high pick, you know? Isaac Yadam they took with a compensatory third-round pick. He gone. Ugh. He gone. Uh, Josie Jewell in the fourth round that year. Let's see here. I'm not looking at the Broncos draft. I'm looking through that year's draft and just find Broncos players. Um, fifth round. Let's see here. Maybe they didn't have a fifth round pick. I guess it doesn't matter. I guess we'll know. Never. Troy from Magali. Okay. In the fifth round. He gone. Yeah. Was that a good draft or not? I think it was a good draft. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. We just talked about how bad it was. Well, the only the only bad pick I would say is Bradley when you Chubb. Passed on Lamar Jackson and Bradley and Josh Allen and Quinn. That's the Nelson. only bad pick. Wait, 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 wait. What's the only bad pick? The number, the most important pick. Yeah. <laughs> it was a decent draft. No. You still got some good players in that draft, like a Josie Jewell and a Cortland Sutton. I guess the only way you'd puck me into this is if you're like, well. Cortland Sutton's played like a number one overall. He was like a first-round pick. The value that they got for the guys that they got when they got them looked good, except for the Bradley Chubb pick. Damn, I'm so down on Bradley Chubb. I'm like, I don't know. I'm about ready to stick a fork in that, you know, stick a fork in him. We'll see, I guess. They've moved on. They've li- they've learned to live life without him. They've prepared for life without him. And that's it. And do you know what? I can't act like he came in here and was a world beater at any one point to like ever act like he should be on the field uh, where, you know, w- with a sack a game or a sack and a half a game like a 16 or 18 sack guy. He's not that guy and he's never been that guy. Had a nice little pro bowl season as well. I'm surprised he was a pro bowler. Um, there's some good players, you know, at his position in the AFC, and that's it. I'm ready to not talk about Bradley Chubb anymore. What do you got? Um, so Glasgow still also injured as well. Um, you got uh, Cortland Sutton still a little banged up. Josie Jewell now uh, he's out for the season. It's confirmed with a torn pec. Uh, that that, that one's that one's a a gut punch right there as well. So the injuries are starting to stack up. For the, the the Denver Broncos, um, so this is the this is what the what happened last year, and this is what the what the Broncos fans have feared. Um, hopefully, that the Broncos will get healthy by the time they start playing some some real competition. As of right now, 
this upcoming Jets game, you never want to overlook a team, but if you're going to overlook anybody, it should be the Jets. Um, and it's it, it, it's going to be the Jets every time because they're the worst team in the league. And Zach Wilson uh, is looking so far like a bust. I hope the Broncos are a team that plays up to their opponent's level as we start playing the good teams because I don't think they've played down to their opponent's level. I don't think that. I think that's hard to win games in the NFL. And even if you feel like Jacksonville kind of kept it close, I think the Broncos are always in firm control other than the first drive of the game in both of those games. That's an area of concern. Um, you know, they'll be focused on that here against the Jets. And I doubt the Jets are going to go down there, march, and score first uh, a, a, a touchdown on the first drive of the game. At that point, uh, I like the Broncos to maybe go get 10 or 13 early and put some little bit of pressure on the Jets. Turnover city for Zach Wilson. Uh, 30-plus burger. I need the Broncos to go get 30-plus and go impose a little bit of will. Let's go show out a little bit against the Jets and put a little bit of fear into the Ravens. Right? That's that's what we want to see. That's definitely what we want to see. You know, get some momentum, uh, get your confidence right for. I like to get that the run game really tuned up. It hasn't really, you know, broken off crazy. You know, they've had good games. It hasn't been bad, but also like I want that to be like maybe the reason why they win the. It'll have to be the reason they win the, win the game against the Ravens. I I think they'd have to be able to run the ball effectively, keeping Lamar Jackson off of the field. I mean, that's just a big one. I mean, like every minute and, you know, second year on the field, Lamar Jackson's off of the field. And, you know, the Broncos against, uh, you know, if you we don't have a Mahomes or a Josh Allen, we don't have quite the guy to go toe-to-toe with Lamar Jackson. So I think our run game is the most effective weapon against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, I, He's to say our defense has to play well. Well, how is how does that happen? By keeping them off the field what were you gonna say sorry yeah i was gonna say that uh you know the running game and also you know teddy matriculating the ball downfield methodically and and just picking and choosing uh you know his dinks and dunks and and just driving you know long drawn out drives what's so funny over there oh we got a a text uh from dirty mike and the boys what they say uh he says here's a headline for you Conor McGregor's arm is so bad he wouldn't even make your son's team. Is this your king? The double champ throws where the F he wants. (laughs) He threw the first pitch out of the Cubs game last night. And he threw it like into the wildly into the netting. He had a suit on. I don't know how. I mean, he's always put together. Dude's dapper. Okay. He's always put together. And he threw it like hard. It looked like it threw it pretty hard, but it was wild, wild. And I said he did it on purpose to keep people scared. You never know what you're going to get from the double champ. You know? All right. Danny Williams and Jake Meyer on a role play Wednesday edition of the program. 303-831-1340, the hotline in the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Who the f*** is that guy? We got a lot to talk about. Join the conversation. Hit us. Ben Simmons from Michael Porter Jr. in pieces. What do you think? Don't do it. We keep Jamal Murray. Don't do it. Really? I need that. Don't do it. Get Ben Simmons in here, and all you got to lose is Michael Porter Jr. in the process. Dude. We got something, then. We're cooking. Right? You in? I'm out. Yeah, right. Watch when we trade for him. You'll be singing a different tune, Jake. Don't you put 
got evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Danny Williams and Jake Meyer at Smiley Sports. I got mud on my shoe. I ain't gonna lie, I got real, real big plans. I ain't gonna lie, I got a whole lot to prove. Really? I ain't gonna lie, I got blood on my hands. This is J. Cole. Oh, could be Jake. Could sound like anybody. J. Cole's just a guy. Bro. What did you just say? Sorry. Hey, sorry, player. I mean, I'm, he's, he, it's not bad, but it's not different than anything. It sounds like any everything that's out there, bro. This is everything that's out there. You have to listen to the lyrics. <sighs> that's the whole point. I've heard it. Of J. Cole and Kendrick and, and the best rappers out there. <sighs> Is the lyrics, guys? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, player. He don't do nothing. He come to the game, don't catch no passes. He come to the game to chop guys from the back, and he got the same agent as me. So when I see his ass in Atlanta, I'ma beat his ass. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter how I win. He tried to do something dirty, so that's why I'ma beat his ass. <laughs> okay, so it's nine forty-nine uh, a.m. in the morning. Mile High City, it's the perfect time to start to think about your portfolio. Hey, Jake, uh, what's your portfolio like? It's looking uh, strong to quite strong. Okay, sweet. Um, well, let's beef it up, okay, because we have these enhanced odds that Fandles hooked it up with, okay, for Broncos fans, for our fans, okay? Um it's going to be an exciting week three here in our own backyard. Fandles Sportsbook is about to make it even Bigger. New customers, Jake. 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. That's right, Jake. Uh, $150 on a $5 bet. Pick either team to win. Broncos. And you will receive $150 back off of a $5 bet. You got to deposit like 10 bucks. This isn't deposit hundreds of dollars to get some uh, free bet stuff. No, 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 no. You bet $5 and you win $150. That's it. America's number one rated sports app, okay, in terms of sports book in America. They're the number one, okay? Easy to use, safe and secure, fast payout. FanDuel is sports betting made simple and easy. Plus, when you win, you'll get paid out in as little as 24 hours. See for yourself why FanDuel's America's number one sports book. Just sign up. Promo code MHS. This week, before Dallas takes on Philly, you could win $150 off of five bucks. Do it. Um, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and older, present in Colorado. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus, $150. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Jake. So, you know, you mentioned Ben Simmons in uh, the last segment. And um, Doc Rivers says that he still wants to convince Simmons to stay um, but I don't think that's going to happen I mean Simmons has been saying all offseason that you know he's done he never wants to play for they the 76ers ever again they floated him out there he's you know they treated him not as a franchise superstar guy who's off limits but as we're willing to listen their new general manager was the guy who brought James Harden to um, to the Rockets and a guy who swung a million deals while he was there trying to find the right combination of players around James Harden. He doesn't believe in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons kind of was revealed um, this, you know, down the stretch of this last season. They've gone as far, Philly has gone as far as they can go 
the way they're currently constructed. Of course, Doc Rivers wants him now right there for the time being in case this thing drags into the season. But Ben Simmons' days in Philadelphia are over. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. I I definitely I'm with you there. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, yeah. see him ever playing never. With Philly ever again. You never will. But I don't see him coming to Denver either. There's no way that uh, Tim Connolly is going to break up this this unit that he has right now. I I just don't see it happening. Michael Porter Jr. is not part of the core like Murray and Jokic is. Of course not. He's not as important to the team he's not untouchable like those guys he's touchable <laughs> yeah he just is i know I, he is absolutely and you know tradable. what bro we don't really know i don't know and you don't know what tim Connolly really 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 thinks about him deep down inside of his bones is he going to take that jump and become a an all-star caliber a player is this the J.R. Smith kind of like player we're going to get from him who goes and shows in some of the most talented weapons in the NBA once every three games for a half? Yeah, right. While we're waiting for that guy to break out again, you know, for two games where he gives you 12 points in 22 minutes and you have to replace him because he can't play a lick of D. You are a hater. Bro, I'm trying to keep it real for you. Hey, man, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to just look at what the Nuggets have done in the past, and they don't like to trade their homegrown guys. And they've, they've been working on Michael Porter Jr. for a while now, and I think they truly believe that he can become something special. He's an asset. They traded for Iverson because they thought that Carmelo and Iverson would be historic. Didn't work. What happened? They cashed in Iverson for Chauncey, and the rest is history. Yeah, thank you. In recent history, they haven't made made big moves like that. The biggest move not they've true. made since Aaron then Gordon. is Aaron Gordon, and that's, that's not a big move. They didn't really trade any of their uh, main assets. Jeremy for Grant, him. yeah, but Jeremy Grant wasn't traded. He was a free agent. They traded f- for him. Yeah, they traded for him, yeah. but also they didn't give up too much for him. Okay, okay. Um, that's all I got. That that's kind of my point is that they they don't really make those big trades anymore, um, and I don't see them making another splash trade. And I don't think Ben Simmons really fits this team anyway. You know, he he's the more run and gun pace of this team. You got listen. You cash in a horrid, horrible defender, Michael Porter Jr. for one of the best defenders in the league. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. the defense, yes, but Ooh. when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, uh, he doesn't fit. He, bro, he does. He, he he's gonna be ball dominant. No, know? and, and no, that, no. that's that's how he has success is when he has the ball in his. We hands. have all the same kind of pieces as Philly does, actually more because Embiid. We have Jokic, who will be the equalizer in terms of what you know the comp of. Um, who Ben Simmons has kind of played with and the style he's played with. Plus, they don't have, and they didn't have a, Tobias Harris is different. He's like giving the ball, kind of clear out, make a move, go to the rim. You know, his style is different. Jamal Murray will fit in with Ben Simmons like a glove. I don't see it. I think Ben Simmons is a liability on offense. And Not if, when you at have the, the right offense line, around him. 
I don't know that what the Nuggets need are perimeter shooters. They need more perimeter shooters. We need shooters. a real, real point guard. Check. We need defensive help and toughness. Check. Ben Simmons. What are we losing in this deal? Uh, ben Simmons is uh, is not the guy, man. I mean, the, the confidence that You're I, right. I saw through him. are the guys. But still, Ben Simmons, uh, what I saw from him in the playoffs last year has not has, makes me not want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. He... He is broken. His shot is horrible. Guy can't make a free throw to save his life. His game is different. And not every guy wants to just jack up threes. He could work here. He could really work here. Be interesting. I really don't see it. But we do have a text from F. Lewis, and he says, Don't you think Murray is going to miss too many games to be worth keeping? Won't he miss most of the regular season? Wait, wait. What do you mean to be worth keeping? Uh... To be keeping on the squad. You know, to I'm use not him as a trade. Murray. I'm trading Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray's an untouchable. Especially now that we saw Devin Booker take his game to the next level. That's the new kind of comp. Jamal isn't Book, though. Not yet. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good today. 303-831-1340. The hotline and the go fast energy drink text line. Join the conversation. Let's go to break. Come back. Uh, we got like so much stuff. We got to get into it here on the other side before we have the Hooters girls come in. Pick some games with them. They've been pretty good at picking games. And let's keep it rolling, Jake. 303-831-1340, hotline, go fast, energy drink, text line, join the conversation. A lot of ways to get involved with the show. No excuses. It's Molly Sports. Racist, guess what it really is. 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 Rac